The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rayola Sports and the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me today? Well, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> There's uh, several things that, that matter to me, but in particular, I am excited about a couple things that a couple ball players have done from uh, Stanford University and from LSU. That is uh, what I'm going to call just game changers. Uh, that, that's exactly what they've done. They've, they've taken a position, and, and I'm all for that position that they've taken. Um, they've kind of taken control of their future, you know, and they've, they've done it in such a way that I think it was a surprise to some people, but uh, to me it really wasn't. It was one of those things where uh, I recall uh, some years back that you might remember especially if you listen to this show, uh, you might recall uh, that I was a bit concerned about the fact that there was going to be a playoff. There was going to be a playoff, and they were going to add an additional game, which meant additional time and practice and, and, and all that other stuff that goes along with preparing for a game to college football. Uh, to the playoffs, if you will. They were going to add a playoff where before they'd always had a national championship game and some people had conferences championships and, and then there would be what the sports writers, I guess AP, UPI, whoever else was involved in, would determine uh, which game would actually be the national, which one of the bowl games would actually represent the national championship team. And sometimes that would come from a head-to-head of number one and number two possibly playing, but then there was other times where maybe number one might play number three or number one might be playing number four because they were playing different parts of the country and, and, and because of their, their conference that they were in, it may have had an obligation to go to a certain bowl. And so there was really the computers and the sports writers basically on their opinions would determine who was the national championship because there was no game where it was a playoff where the two best teams would play in one final game to determine who the national champion was. And then they tried to re, you know, recreate or, or correct what was somewhat flawed. That's the NC2A. And, and they came up with this college football playoffs. I, for the sake of those out there that's concerned and interested, 
fans. It was an improvement to what they had, but some people felt that it still wasn't adequate. There's those people out there even today feel it's not adequate because they don't feel that The Ohio State University should be there. Of course, I'm talking to my friends out there from uh, that lovely Keystone State and, of course, the city of brotherly love where they cherish Penn State University. But anyway, be it as it may, there are still some flaws in the system. And, and because you have flaws in the system, uh, it's not perfect. So uh, they came up with another system. And we have the system, well, what they came up with the current system that we have. But also what the NC2A has consistently done is they've decided to, how should I say this, expand expand the bowl games. I mean, the, the amount of bowl games, um, you know, and they, they did it in such a way that they, the players really had no say-so in it. And so when this all came down, I myself, I, I was not really happy about it. Um, but what much that, you know, that I could say or do, but, but I did have an opinion about it. And so what I decided to do is take it to the airways, brought it to the show. And I just, I was like, well, wait a second, let's, let's think about this. If you had a chance to make a decision, if you were or were not going to play the game, what would, what would determine, what would factor into you determining if you were going to play in the game or not? I think most players want to play in meaningful games. And I don't think that's untrue about at any level, whether that's high school, pros, college. You know, you want to play in games where you're playing for something. The, the, the game has some reward for you personally, certainly for your university, for your team. But to play just to play? Uh, and some of the bowl games, because, again, they've been watered down. To players, sometimes they feel like that. They, they feel like, you know, well, you know, this is, you know, this bowl game really is, is it going to be on television, national television? And if it is, uh, you know, how many people are actually going to watch it? I mean, I mean, part of this whole thing about what players, um, what players, you know, play for. Sometimes you play for money. Sometimes you play for respect. Uh, sometimes you play for, you know, just the bragging rights. It's your university. It's your high school. It's your city. It's your team. And, you know, so all those things come to factor in. When you get to college, that, that's a whole different thing. And because of that, it's one of these things where you, you really stop and think about it. It's like, okay, really? Are these people who are coming up with these bowl games, are they really creating these bowl games for a purpose that satisfies the university's prestige? Um, you know, is this the thing where we gain some recognition? Uh, is it something where it's more exposure for the university? Uh, is it something where uh, the bragging rights, 
Is it improve? Does it improve our program by playing in this bowl game? What is the real purpose for this bowl game? Because it doesn't factor into the results of who who wins or who doesn't win a national championship. And so, when you think about it like that, it's like okay, then what are we playing for? And I think some guys have gotten to the point where. They realize that a lot of times you're playing for money. Yes, you're playing for money. But the money that you're playing for, the money's not going in your pocket. It's going into someone else's pocket. And because of that, hmm, maybe you might not want to play for that money. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? Because I know you're listening out there, and I want to make sure we're on the same page. You're playing for money, not for prestige. You're, you're not going to increase the ranking. You're not going to win a national championship. You're not going to win your conference play. Bowl games used to be just bowl games for the purpose of playing an extra game in the sunshine. But But now there's a lot of... A lot, a lot. There's a, there's a lot of money involved, and my, when whatever money gets in, then things get a little. Uh, how should I say it? And they get ugly. They they just they're just they're just not ugly. They they just get ugly, and 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 you don't feel good about it. You know that there's something else going on besides, you know, the game. And, and, and so you're concerned about it. Well, why are, we, why are they making us play in this game? And, and I just use the word make. They make you play in the game. You feel obligated and responsible to play in the game. That's not a good thing. Because college players really have nothing to do with determining what criteria they have to live up to. They just get a contract that's given to them. That's one-sided, very biased, in favor of the universities and NC2A. And at 17 years old, they're asked to sign these contracts and somewhat held to them, obligated to them, for four years. Uh, parents going to look at it, but you're not really supposed to have legal representation. There's no negotiation. You just sign over your name, basically your life. To, and you, you agree to go to school, get an education, uh, attend class, let's say that, and uh, play football. And they will make a lot of money off of you. A lot of money off of you. And so this is something that, mm, there's a couple people from a couple different universities out there that don't necessarily agree with it. And so since they don't agree with it, they decided to maybe they, they change some things. And in changing some things, is, is going to... Uh, going to make a few people upset. And so um, we're going to talk about that. And um, if you've got something you want to say, you want to contribute to this conversation, give me a call, 888-346-9144. I want to open up the airways to this because I want some feedback on this because this is really interesting because LSU, Stanford, got two great running backs who decide, hmm, Maybe these bowl games aren't for me, and they're not going to play. I think it's time for me to take a break. I'm going to take a break. 
You've been listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Take a break, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix. Living like it matters. And man, <laughs> what matters to me? Well, game changers. Uh, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about game changers. And in particular, two programs are experiencing this. Now, these two programs that are experiencing this are two of the top programs in the country. They're, I mean, the, the, the Stanford University and LSU. Uh, these are two very prestigious college football programs um, that are experiencing shockwaves, if you will, because they, they have two superstar athletes uh, that I believe probably are the top two running backs who may be leaving college football and drafted into the National Football League, uh, have decided that uh, they are not going to play in a bowl game. And, and, and there's, as I said, Earlier, there's somewhat meaningless bowl games. Stanford's playing in the Sun Bowl, and Christian McCaffrey's their running back. You've seen him. You know who he is. And Leonard, I think Leonard's Fournette, Fournette, I'm, I, Fournette I think is the pronunciation of his name. Uh, Leonard, the big fella, has <laughs> been killing college football, uh, has decided that he is not going to play in what he 
feels is a meaningless bowl, which is the citrus bowl. Now, again, these are, you know, some people, again, it comes with the program. And, and these, are, these are very successful programs. And, and I think these guys understand that this bowl game is not going to change anything for them. It's really not going to do anything for their university. Other than they're gonna, the university is going to get a check. They're going to make some money. That's what these bowl games are about. This, this, these bowl games are about money. I am just so happy because I was so frustrated. And again, as I said, if you go back into the archives and you listen to the shows, I can't tell you exactly when I said it. But I just was not happy that college football players were forced in, to play into this playoff system of which there was a contract drawn up at some point in time of which, if nothing else, there were two people at the table that were being represented. It was the National Collegiate Athletic Association, and it was the television and broadcast networks. Because what they decided to do is they were going to have this playoff system, and they were going to play a playoff system consisting of four teams, and then it would go down to two, and they play a national championship. That's adding an extra game of which these college players had no say so in it. And let me give you an example so you'll better understand why I'm a little bit upset. Because most of the time when there's a negotiation, there are two people, in, at least two people involved in the negotiation. In this case, everybody who is involved should have representation at the table to represent your perspective, your point of view. There are three people, three, let's say, parties that should have been represented. The NC2A, the Networks, and the college players. There was nobody at the table to represent the college. They didn't have a voice. And so they're forced into this contract. Now, remember, very few, th- I-, I had a chance to go revisit the Ohio State University. This is not about me. This is not about the Ohio State University. Let- let's say it's not me and the Ohio State University. It's about Ohio State and it's about me because I'm a former athlete and only former athletes, I believe, my perspective, can help advocate for current athletes without any repercussions. Because some of those who are in the current position, there's always the backlash that they're concerned about and how it might affect their future. These two young men right here, right now they're wondering, do they take a hit? When it comes to it, do they take a character hit in the evaluation of the draft coming up? These are two young men that are going to be looked at as they gave up on their team. Well, how could they give up on their team? But when there is a coach on the staff that is offered a job to be a head coach at another university and they have a bowl game, similar to a situation like this, a Citrus Bowl, it's Stanford, and they're going to play in the Sun. Let's say Stanford's playing in the Sun Bowl like they are. It's not the Rose Bowl. It's not the Fiesta Bowl. It's not the Orange Bowls. It's not, you know, it's not one of those bowls. It's a lower tier bowl, if you will. That coach would say, guys, I really appreciate the opportunity. I've loved all the time I've spent with you. I love you all, but I got to go. I've got a head coaching job. I need to start recruiting. You guys are going to be fine without me. Now, we all believe coaching is extremely important. It, it, it's a component of a football team. It's like anything else. It's like you can't have a link in the chain, you know, not be there and have a, have a chain. 
It ain't going to work. When you try to ride your bicycle, it's not going to work. If a chain link fell out, it's not going to work. So if a coach is so important to the team, then how can a coach, a position coach, leave and go coach another team, start recruiting for another team and not be there for the bowl game? See, this is part of the guilt factor that has been, for some reason or another, spread amongst the players to feel a certain way about what they're responsibility is, their contractual responsibility, their obligations to the university. They have these. But what about the university when you fired the coach that I came there to play for? Are you think, did you talk to me about firing the coach that I signed on the dollar line because he was going to be here and now you get rid of him? The coach that takes a job someplace else because it's a better package for him and his family? Is he wrong for that? These young men can always go back and get their education they can only, their body's only going to be healthy enough to play this game for so long. And if they're good enough and somebody believes somebody wants to hire them, I think a shout out to, I'm going to say Larry Ellison for sure. I'm not sure about Bill Gates. But I think Larry Ellison, or I know Larry Ellison from what I recall reading before, at one time had entered into the field of IT, didn't have a degree, may have one now. Maybe Bill Gates didn't have a degree at a time, entered into the field of information technology, didn't have a degree. He has one now probably, certain honoraries, but they went on. There are people who do all kinds of things, have a certain skill set, and they can go on. And they're not looked upon as somebody who just, you know, you got a character flaw. You gave up on your, you gave up on your team. What about when teams, what about when, when guys are just, for whatever reason, you know, some punishment is brought to them. It could be they did something wrong, but whatever they did, that punishment, you're giving it to them now. You're not going to say, well, punishing you is going to hurt the team. We're going to punish you after the season. No, you punish them at the time. All I want to do is I want to help those people out there to understand. Do not... Take a position against these young men for doing what's best for themselves and for their families. Every single person individually is responsible for what they do. At the college and university, if somebody is in a classroom, and, and, and somebody tried to make this as an example this morning. It's like, well, on the big boy show. Well, suppose somebody had a class project, and one of the persons within that team decided that they were just going to go and take a job someplace and, and they left that class project. <laughs> okay, that's what you do. You go make your money. <laughs> Th those people will find a way to get it done. Somehow or another, the, the professor will make amends so that therefore you get a little extra time or he adds somebody to you or he, he will make sure that that person that left doesn't affect the team's work negatively such that it's going to affect your grade, drop you a grade from, from, from an A to a B or from a B to a C. He's not going to let that happen. I just don't understand why a great number of people will look at these two young men, Christian and Leonard, and, and will say, wow, they gave up on Stanford, wow, they gave up on LSU. They decided that they were going to prepare themselves for the draft. <laughs> do, you, do, do you know that the gentleman who played for Notre Dame, played against Ohio State last year, 
Uh, I believe the number was uh, $20 million that he sacrificed by getting injured, not purposely, but that's the amount of, that's the, the difference between his projected draft status and where he would be drafted at prior to the game of which he was injured. Post-game and injury, his status dropped to the point where it cost him somewhere in the neighborhood of $20 million, one injury from one game, a bowl game. And to be honest, that was a meaningless bowl game because that wasn't a playoff. That was just the Fiesta Bowl. That wasn't going to, if the results of that game of who won and who lost did not go to the next level in the playoffs, that was just a bowl game. That was very similar to what this bowl game is here, which is, it's, again, these bowl games we're talking about here, the Sun Bowl and, and the Citrus Bowl are not even as prestigious, if you will, as the Fiesta Bowl. Now, the Fiesta Bowl that the Ohio State University is playing in this year against Clemson, it's a playoff game. So there's going to be a Fiesta Bowl, and there's a playoff game. Pretty sure there's two. But I, I can tell you, this is something where as you just have to do what's best for you and your family. These young men have made great decisions. You, have, you get to a point in life when, when you're this age, in sports, where you have to make a decision what's best for yourself. And don't ever look back. There's nothing to look back on. You missed a bowl game. So what? You're going to get millions of dollars more. Everybody said, well, it's just money. Well, that's really, that's probably what they're playing for this state. That, that, that's what they're getting prepared for the draft for. So they're telling you they, at this time what's important to them is money. So why not do what's best for you to make more money? I just don't understand why everybody else other than players can make decisions that's best for them. And a player must be sacrificed. The athletes has to be sacrificed. Everything and everybody else is more important than those athletes. They don't even take it in consideration. Can you believe you would have a negotiation and there's nobody there at the table to represent you and, and what's best for you? So I commend these two young men. Now, now it's interesting that this is the first time it happened that I recall that this has happened where two particularly superstars have decided that they're, they're going to sit out a bowl game. First time it's happened. I hope and pray it's not the last time it happens. I want athletes to take control of their life because when it's over, it, it is over, believe me. Everything that you get, guess where you, how you get it? You're going to have to bargain. You're going to have to negotiate. Or you're going to have to sue. These are shrewd business people. They are not out to give you any of the money that you make for them. They don't want to give it to you. They don't, they don't want to give it to you. Now, next week we're going to talk about a little bit because you guys know, you know, I'm very proud of my participation in the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit. And I got a couple of people I'm going to speak to because the families did get about mm, a little bit of money. Let's say that a very, very, very small amount of money to come out to the bowl games. And uh, prior to us going into court to fight for something that, it was just common sense. 
But of course, NC2A does not always use common sense in business because they say it's not business. You're amateurs. Boy, it's amazing how words work for some people and don't work for other people. But we'll talk about that. I'm pretty sure I got to take a break. So I'm going to take a break now. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some National Football League. I'm sure you guys know what that is, right? You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll take a break and I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel sports and medicine go hand in hand quite simply if you aren't up to your game health wise you won't be up to your game on the field that's where bruce the sports doc comes in dr bruce grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. You hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me? Game changers. Game changers. We in this fraternity of athletics need more people like Christian McCafferty and Leonard Fournette. These are men who stood up, stuck their necks out to stand up for what's right in their perspective about their future. And other young men should be watching paying attention, and following suit. It's your life. It's your body. You get one opportunity. When it's over, it's over. When when life and health catches up with you, one injury can end your career. You could play football one day, one game, and never play it again. When the opportunity knocks at the door, you got to answer it. This, this, This is what football is all. This is what sports is all about. It's always about... When your time comes, are you ready? You're supposed to be prepared. Uh, It has to move beyond just what you do on the field. What you do off the field also suggests how prepared you will be when you step on that field. Making bold decisions like these young men have have made today, I commend you. Continue to do it. Now let's talk a little about Cam. Cam Newton, Cam man, listen. That outfit you had on, I, I, I what can I say? I, that, that's you. You keep doing you, Cam. 
you got our attention. Everybody's got a perspective. Everybody's got an opinion about what you had on. But uh, I appreciate the fact that you, you know, did it in honor of Craig Sager. And in fact, we, we're going to take a moment of silence, if you can, for Craig up there in heaven. Craig, man, I like I, that. That's your style, Craig. I think Cam did you well. Um, take a moment of silence right here. Okay, so uh, Craig, of course, is a sideline reporter for uh, the NBA uh, and, and everybody have seen, has seen him and his unique way of dressing. Uh, certainly something that you would see and would remember. Uh, it was a little off, but at the same time, it was, uh, it was his style, and, and it worked for him. And he was a tremendous reporter. And I, I just love, uh, of course, when he would do the interviews um, down in San Antonio, <laughs> Coach just was just not having it, and I think they had a lot of fun together, and uh, I think we're all going to miss him. But uh, let, let's talk about Cam and, you know, the Panthers and, and of course, the Redskins. Uh, let's say Washington. I, I don't want to say that other word, uh, Washington. And listening to the big boy show today, uh, I got to admit, I, I recall when during the season when, when the Redskins also – uh, I think a little prematurely uh, started um, voicing um, a few things about who they were and, and how they should be recognized. But they were really speaking about their past. Past does not count in current days of playing football. If you were the Super Bowl champions the previous year, you might deserve some respect. But it's like, I mean, I, I felt this way even with my own playing experience. I, I had a problem, or not a problem, but I thought, okay, maybe you should do something to recognize division champs if they are going to be called division champs. But if you're, if you're not going to do anything to recognize them as division champs, then, then why don't you just call them division leaders? Don't call them division champs. I think you get a little, you get a little flag you know, but, but the Washington Redskins were actually, you know, somewhat perturbed about the fact they weren't getting enough recognition and kudos for being the defending champs of the NFC East. And during the game, during the season, as they walked off the field, or I should say as they, as they pranced into the locker room with their chest puffed out, they took the time to recognize and look into the cameras and say, you know, a few things candidly about they were the defending champs of the NFC East. And I remember watching the Big Boy Show, and there was a couple remarks made by one of the fellows on the Big Boy Show, and he, he, he was kind of chuckled by the fact that they wanted some kudos for being the NFC East champions, not Super Bowl, and not NFC Conference champions, but NFC Division champions, when indeed currently the current leader in the NFC was the Dallas Cowboys. We're not talking about what you did, it's what have you done for me lately that counts. The past is history. So if you want to live your past, you can't Expect to be recognized for what's happening currently. So you, 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 yeah, last year you were, but we're not talking about last year. We're talking about now. 
And to be in a position where you can go out and take control of your own destiny to some degree and to play like you played last night, you know, I, I want to commend because there were several teams. I appreciate you listening to the show because you had to be listening to the show because I was a, somewhat offended by the performance of quite a few games last week. It's like, really? I even entitled the show, It Ain't Over Till It's Over. Because teams were not playing down to the wire. You got to play the entire game. Tom Brady and them did it last, last Monday on the Monday night game. Not this past Monday, but the previous Monday. They went all the way down. Played out to the wire. Okay. But those teams that played on that Thursday and that Sunday, they did not do that. So I'm going to commend those teams that heard the show and went out and played such. But the Washington Redskins, and, and you want some recognition about being NFC East champions? Well, we can recognize. I can go back. Hell, let me, let me shout out to Charlie Brown. <laughs> let me uh, shout out to uh, Art Monk, uh, John Riggins, NFC East champs. If, if that's what you want, Super Bowl, as a matter of fact, Super Bowl champs. If you want to live in the past, but if you want to live in the future, and, and you want to be recognized as, you know, a contender, somebody who may <laughs> make something happen, may be in the playoff hunt, going to get it done, don't need to talk about it, just need to do it. Just, just need to do it. And eh, didn't get it done. Not, not you know, of course, and I'm, I'm not, you know, being a hater, if, you know, as they say, because I, of course, got a chance to go see the Washington Redskins in Philadelphia against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they, they showed up and they won the game. Didn't think the Eagles played very well myself, but the Redskins went on the road, beat the Eagles when they needed to. They needed to continue winning, and they needed to win, and they didn't. And, and I, I want to give a shout-out to Cam. I talked about Cam's dress, uh, but... The man is a man. I mean, he, he plays football the way it should be played. Uh, he's an emotional person. Uh, one thing about it, Cam Newton enjoys the game of football. It's okay to enjoy the game of football. I know Cam has not continued on with the dabbing as much as he did last year. I don't even know if I saw him do it any time at all this year. He may have. I may have missed it. But the smile is still there. When he's winning. And that's what the, the man, he loves, he enjoys winning. That's what I want you guys to understand about winners. Winners enjoy winning. They hate losing. Cam doesn't have a bad attitude. He doesn't like losing. There's some other people out there, you don't, because they don't show their emotions, you don't know if they're winning or if they're losing. They have the same demeanor. Hard to read those people. I prefer to play with a person that's a little bit more emotional because then I know when he's ready and when he's not ready. Because if you're an emotional person and your emotional, you know, energy is normally seen, when there's a lack thereof, I know something's not right. You got a guy who's fired up, he's emotional, holler, scream, hitting something, saying a couple words, and he's quiet. There's something wrong with that person. He, that's not him. 
Then you may have some people who their demeanor is just, mm, don't say a word, quiet. Just get the job done. That's okay. Because that's the way he shows up to work every day. But if he's consistent, then you're okay with that. As long as he performed. You may have a hard time reading, but you could just look at his play. And you'll know that he's ready to go. But when you got an emotional leader and, you, and there's no emotion, then you got a problem. There's something that's not working. He's, he's not into the game or you're not being very successful because he is not expressing and you're not seeing that emotion. Cam last night was smiling during the game. Cam was making plays. Cam was throwing the ball. Uh, I, I was glad to see that he was escaping the pocket and making smart decisions. Now, there was one decision that he made that perhaps maybe if he had to do it over again, he would do something different. But we all knew he took a shot to the head. Come on. You know, maybe it should have been offsetting penalties, but there was not a flag instantly. So Cam didn't see a flag, so he might have reacted emotionally and, you know, kind of tossed the ball at the player. He, he, he did it. He knew. He, he, he apologized for it. Uh, but if he just saw a flag immediately, maybe he wouldn't have done it. But this is consistently the referees consistently decide that Cam can take it. I guess that's what they feel. Well, who the hell is to determine who can take what? Especially when you see the Drew Brees hit. In the pocket, multiple people hit him, and it's, you know, it's a penalty. Roughing the passer. Who's making up these rules? And are they making them up as they go? Because that's not, that's not consistent with the way you've been calling football. That's a quarterback that's in the pocket. One rule that has to change. I need to write this to Roger and tell him. I don't know why the hell he hasn't got it yet. Please allow the quarterback to throw the ball away in the pocket. That doesn't hurt the defense any. If you really want the quarterback to be safe, allow him to throw the ball wherever, except backwards, but across the line of scrimmage and throw it away so they won't hit him. What's wrong? Why call intentional grounding when the quarterback throws the ball 20 yards down the field, even though there's nobody there? He didn't want to get hit. That's just throwing the ball away. That's smart football. Why the hell you want the guy to stand there, have to hold on to the ball so then people can hit him because he's surrounded so he can't run? So let him throw the ball away so nobody hits him. If you didn't want Drew Brees to get hit, let him throw the ball away. <laughs> Common sense. All right. I'm emotional now. You know I'm ready to, I'm ready to do my show. I'm emotional. <laughs> We're going to take a break. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice of American Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
spies her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. So let me give a shout out, if you will. There is a man who is about to retire this week from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This man's name is Dave Motts. If I'm not mistaken, Dave Motts may be the senior employee in the National Football League. Not just the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but I think he's the senior executive in the National Football League. And I, I'm, I'm going to say that there is a, an arm's length relationship, if you will, because they're separate organizations, but the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the National Football League. But as someone who has been involved in the National Football League, Dave Mott's after serving, and, and I'm going to be conservative in my guess, but I think he spent 40 years at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This man has done it in the an outstanding job for the hall, for everything that it stands for. If you were to ever meet, I used to feel like when I wanted my family and friends to meet somebody that was a professional athlete because I knew they would make them feel good about that experience, that it would be one that they would remember for the rest of their life. It used to be a teammate of mine by the name of Jerry Robinson. Dave Mods is a man that when you go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, first of all, when it comes to the business of the hall, Dave is superior in handling the business that is the hall. When it comes to the experience of those people that are there to enjoy the hall, if they ever have a chance to meet Dave during their tour of the hall, it enhances their experience because he loves the hall and those fans as much as he loves anything that he does in life. The man has given his life to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He has been a friend of mine for those past 40 years. I knew Dave back to the days when I was a high school basketball player, and he at, uh, at times worked in the arena where we played our basketball games, which again was on the campus uh, of Camp McKinley High School, of which the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I always like to say this, is also on that same campus. And, and on Friday nights and Saturday nights, Dave also uh, had a second job and he worked there. And so I've known him for 40 years of my life. And it is, just, if not more, probably my freshman or sophomore year in high school was a couple years before, so 42, 43 years. But certainly, uh, this man deserves any and all accolades 
that would be awarded to him. He is a true Hall of Famer. He is Dave Motts. I thank you for your friendship, for your leadership, for your commitment to your community, and for being a Hall of Famer, Dave Motts. Now, let, let me just say that there's some things that's going on. Let me get back to what's going on here in the show, and that is uh, there's right now in the National Football League, there, there's some good quarterbacks out there. I mean, there is some good, good quarterbacking going on. I watched one of the big boy shows today, and they, they were talking about, you know, that bad man Aaron Rodgers. But that bad man Aaron Rodgers, I mean, right now, you got to think about it. Um, there's a couple teams right now that are dangerous. I would say the dangerous teams out there, Atlanta's one of them. I'd say the Giants is one of them. I'd say Green Bay is one of those teams. That nobody really right now, and that, that's in the NFC. You know, uh, in, in the AFC, uh, well, they're all division leaders. So let's not talk about those who would. But, but I just want to talk about the quarterbacks right now. I mean, the quarterbacks, they, they're playing some good ball. Dak, of course, answered any question of doubt that there might be. And all these guys, you, you know them by their first names. Russ, Russ is starting to play extremely well. All of a sudden, who wants to play Seattle? No, nobody. Tom, shall I mention the last name? Last name Brady? Who wants to play the Patriots? That bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, it, it, <laughs> there is some good football that's playing, that's being played now. And, and I am one of those people that I'm, I'm going to, if it's not good, I'm going to let you know it's not good. But these guys are, it's playoff time right now, and we've got some good games coming up. I, I like the fact that they've changed the schedule because you got some, you got some games that mean something this week. I, I like the fact that, you know, these guys at the end of their final season, the final weeks, they're going to have to play some meaningful games. It's not like there are going to be games out there that don't mean anything. You know, I, you know, Christmas Day. I'm, I'm going to get to see great football on Christmas Day. I'm going to see the Eagles and the Giants. That's a good, that's a good game. Let me see the, the Eagles got a chance to be a spoiler. They could, they could spoil things if they want to. If they must. Not if they want to. They must spoil some things. The, the Jets. Come on, the Jets. You, you, come on, beat up on Tom Brady. You gotta, this last game means something. That, that, you just got to think of it like that. You know, Washington and Chicago, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if they, you know, maybe they want to beat up on each other. But you're going you're gonna to have some, you're going to have some good football games. You know, Miami and Buffalo, yes, Rex's job is on the line. You got some things, you got some games that really mean something. Aaron is playing against Minnesota. He, that, that, that's going to mean something to him. That, that's that's going to be very important. So I'll tell you, what, I'm, I'm just happy the fact that we've got meaningful games at the end of the season. That used not that wasn't the case before. It used to be, you know, the last few weeks of the season, you actually were letting people rest. And by the way, this is one of those seasons where you know, for a while there we were having teams that were going deep into the season and they were undefeated. That's not that's not that didn't happen this year. Maybe there's parity finally and we've got you know, teams that are, are equal playing against each other. I can't wait to see that, that Baltimore and Pittsburgh game. Uh, that's a game that means something. There's something on the line there. 
You you know, any time that that Pittsburgh is going up against you know Baltimore, that, that's man. I don't know. That's one of those games where somebody might get hurt real bad. I don't want anybody to get hurt real bad, but somebody somebody might get hurt real bad in, in that game. I think Oakland needs to beat Indianapolis real good just for their confidence going into the playoffs. I think they need to do that. I, I just, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And I, I think, again, I think Tampa Bay needs to beat New Orleans just for the simple fact that they need to gain some confidence that they could beat you know, Drew Brees. He's, Drew Brees is probably he, Drew's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's got he's got some numbers that are ridiculous. He he's got some he's got some records, you know, and meaningful, uh, not just something oh, you know, a meaningless record. No, he he's got some records that actually that actually mean something. So, I tell you what, uh, I'm a little concerned. Now, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm just supporting them because they got some Buckeye. They got a, a Buckeye on that team. But they, they play Detroit. And I'll tell you what, that's not going to be an easy one. I think Denver playing Kansas City, Denver, Denver wants to go out with some respect. And right now, you know, there are things that are going on in that locker room. They, they got to get that locker room together. You know, it's it's okay. You know, teammates, you got to be able to get on your teammates. You got to forget about it. Say some things, do some things, and forget about it. You know, don't let don't let the fans and the media destroy your team chemistry. Because you know it's okay to argue. You may have a little fight. What's wrong with fighting in football? I I never wanted to play with anybody. I told you this before. If, if a guy's on my team and he never got into a fight, like in Two days or something, or or throughout the season with somebody else on another team, even your own teammate. If he that never, I, I don't want to play with that guy. Don't want to play with him. Cincinnati, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm not so sure that the Cincinnati Bengals coaching staff will look the same way next year. Just not so confident it's going to happen. Why? Uh, because. After, you know, you've, Marvin, you've had a long time. I think Marvin and Jeff probably were the longest tenured coaches. Uh, Fish is already gone. Now we'll see. But I'll tell you what, I really appreciate the fact you tuned in. Uh, some good football. Hopefully it'll be good games. But there's some good football lined up. Make sure you tune in. Everybody out there, just, just be happy. Be safe. Be happy. Enjoy your Christmas. God has blessed you to be here. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.